This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your early news along with sports, weather, traffic, and business. Here's your top five at five. This this is the top five at five. The U.S. Special Forces operation in Syria takes out the leader of a terrorist group and his family. Here's that Iran will be nuclear ready within a year as the Biden administration tries to restart talks to reinstate the Iranian nuclear deal. Oh, we have a sound from the mother of an 11-year-old girl shot in Harlem by a stray bullet calling for reform. Well, Facebook stocks tanked, resulting in a $29 billion, yes with a B, one-day loss for CEO Mark Zuckerberg after a quarterly report showed a half million users have switched to TikTok. More Cuomo controversy related to ousted CNN head Jeff Zucker and his girlfriend, a former Cuomo staffer. U.S. Special Forces have killed ISIS leader Abu Ibrahim al-Hashim al-Kashari and his family. Two dozen U.S. Special Operations personnel raided the ISIS leader's home in western Syria yesterday. Al-Kashari and his family were killed in an explosion. Here's President Joe Biden on that operation. Last night's operation took a major terrorist leader off the battlefield and it sent a strong message to terrorists around the world. We will come after you and find you. The U.S. reports 13 people were killed. However, there were no U.S. casualties. Worries about Iran's nuclear capabilities. A new report says the Biden administration expects Iran will be able to build a nuclear weapon in less than one year. That finding, even if the Iranian nuclear deal was reinstated. Now, the U.S. backed out of that 2013 agreement under then-President Donald Trump in 2018. One of many Obama-era agreements he reversed. The Biden administration is moving ahead with negotiations to rejoin the agreement despite the one-year window allowing development. The deal called for Iran's nuclear stockpile, Iran's uranium stockpile, to be reduced by 98 percent for 15 years. The mother of the 11-month-old girl who was left in critical condition after being struck in her cheek by a stray bullet, is demanding reform. Marida Gomez told Fox News Digital, safety and right to life, liberty, and justice matter. Now, she's calling for changes to bail laws, the prosecution of known drug offenders, and license to carry guns. Here she is on NBC New York. It could have been anybody, you know. Even if it wasn't us, we would still be hoping and praying that this person was found. All right, the mother, Moretta Gomez, there. Now, here is New York City Mayor Eric Adams on that incident. Up in Harlem, it occurred on January 19th. Uh, Gomez was inside of a parked vehicle right at the intersection of East 198th Street and Valentine Avenue in mid-January when shots rang out, striking her daughter in her face, in her cheek. 
One man fired as he chased another. These two men remain at large as of this morning. Meanwhile, NYPD's Crime Stoppers Unit is offering a reward here, up to $10,000 for information leading to the man's arrest. Well, a half million users have ditched Facebook. Now, that happened during the last quarter of 2021, apparently preferring the social media platform TikTok. Facebook now meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg weighs in on this. Now, he thinks users have been bitten by the popularity of competitor that competitor platform TikTok. Our mission remains the same. It's still about bringing people together. Our apps and their brands, they're not changing either. And we are still the company that designs technology around people. But now we have a new North Star to help bring the metaverse to life. All right. To counter the drop, Zuckerberg says Meta, which owns Facebook, Instagram and WhatsApp, has put its development of its short form video reels into overdrive to compete with TikTok. Facebook has just under two billion users a day now. Meta stock plummeted 22.6 percent Monday after the decline in its user base went public, resulting in that twenty nine billion dollar loss for Zuckerberg in just one day. Well, more details are emerging now about former CNN head Jeff Zucker, his paramour, Allison Gallist, and their relationship with disgraced former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. The New York Post has learned that they personally called him to do news segments with his brother Chris Cuomo and even coached him on what to say during his infamous COVID briefings. Now, sources say that Gallist and Zucker also gave Andrew Cuomo endless positive coverage because of their relationship. Zucker quit the network this week after details of his affair were unearthed during the Cuomo investigation. Gallist served as former Governor Cuomo's communications director before joining CNN. And uh, Chris Cuomo, of course, formerly of CNN, also fired over this whole scandal. 77 WABC Time Check 507. Let's head over to the traffic desk with Mike Garcia. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Deb. Well, there's a lot that's going on outside the city right now, and it is a doozy right now. Over at uh, Rutherford, New Jersey, there's a commercial vehicle travel ban in effect for the following roads. Everything from I-78, I-280, I-80, Route 440, I-195, I-287, the list goes on and on. Please be ensured that you use your alternate uh, maps in order to travel safely around those areas. On to Morristown, multiple accidents occurred on I-287 northbound between exit 36 and exit 37, where three right lanes are blocked. Over at Lodi, Route 46 east and westbound, the road is closed due to an accident involving a downed pole. My goodness. On to Long Island at Comac, New York 25, West Jericho Turnpike east and westbound. Those roads are closed due to an accident investigation. Over to the Hudson Valley, US 9 south between uh, John Drive and Doris Lee Drive, the road is blocked due to a fallen tree. Finally, on the Verrazano Bridge, lower level east and westbound, all lanes are closed due to road construction. On the Brooklyn Belt Parkway eastbound, approaching exit 5, an accident is blocking two lanes. And on I-278 uh, BQE eastbound on exit 27, there's an accident causing some stop-and-go traffic. The right shoulder is being blocked. Alternate side parking rules are suspended today and tomorrow for snow operations. Meters remain in effect. I'm Mike Garcia with Travel Report on se- on the 7s for 77 WABC. Thanks, Mike. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. We have a winter weather advisory posted. Rain today. It changes over to freezing rain this afternoon as temperatures fall to around 29 mid-afternoon. Overnight, mostly cloudy. The low down to 21. Sunny day tomorrow, the high near 28. 
Rain on and off right now and 51 degrees. I'm Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Well, in poor taste, during his visit to New York City yesterday to combat rising gun violence, President Joe Biden made what some feel was a comment in bad taste. He grabbed the arm of muscular Queens violence interrupter Shizem Bryant, marveling at his, quote, big guns, unquote, referring to Bryant's muscles. I would say to our athletes. All right, uh, we'll have that for you just a little bit later. Now, Bryant, you might know, is a former drug dealer. He actually spent 13 years in state prison. Biden and Attorney General Merrick Garland visited New York City to meet with New York City Mayor Adams and New York's Governor Hochul over soaring crime and gun violence. The president pledged and intensified a federal effort to shut down the flow of illegal guns into the city. Now, the U.S. AG has directed all U.S. attorneys throughout the country to prioritize the fight against gun trafficking across state and city boundaries using additional prosecutorial resources. Weaker gun laws down on the South have, they feel, contributed to what's known as the Iron Pipeline. Biden also took time to visit NYPD headquarters in lower Manhattan. Going after the Black Lives Matter movement, Indiana AG Todd Rokita slammed BLM Wednesday, the AG comparing the charity to an illegal enterprise whose house of cards is about to fall. Rokita actually ended up comparing BLM's lack of financial disclosures to patterns that scams universally take. He hasn't said, though, if Indiana is actually investigating BLM. Now, the California Department of Justice has threatened to hold BLM leaders personally liable over the charity's missing, missing financial records. Here's BLM co-founder Patrice Cullors defending her lifestyle last year on BNC News. My life is in direct support to black people, including my black family members, uh, first and foremost. And uh, for so many black folks who are able to invest um, in themselves and their community. They choose to invest in their family, and that's what I've chosen to do. Colors of self-proclaimed Marxist purchased millions of dollars in real estate, many of the houses custom-made as BLM protesters raged around the country and donations poured in following the death of George Floyd. Founders Colors, Elisa Garza and Opal Tome have stepped down as co-founders of BLM, Colors told AP back in 2021, BLM had $90 million in donations. Well, word of a memo by Trump allies and a hotel meeting just prior to the certification of Joe Biden as president. A memo circulated by Trump allies back in January 2020. Now, it called for using NSA raw signals data seeking hard evidence of foreign interference In the altering of the vote of the 2020 presidential election, there was discussion of interference by China and Venezuela in the election. This memo was obtained by the Washington Post. It claims expert Defense Department legal opinion that provides sufficient predicate to form search inquiries against NSA unprocessed raw signals data. Republican Senator Kevin Kramer, the Republican out of North Dakota, told the Post that the December 2020 memo was provided to him following a January 4th meeting at Trump Hotel with about two dozen people. The meeting there to discuss election fraud allegations two days before Congress was to meet to count the electoral college votes. Here's Kramer. 
If these radical, vicious, racist prosecutors do anything wrong or illegal, I hope we are going to have in this country the biggest protest we have ever had in Washington, D.C., in New York, in Atlanta, and elsewhere, because our country and our elections are corrupt. Also attending that meeting was my pillow executive, Mike Lindell, who was spotted at the White House during Trump's final days in office. Well, the Winter Olympics open in Beijing today. A warning from Democratic House Speaker Nancy Pelosi of California to athletes ahead of the Games to basically shut up and compete. Pelosi warned athletes against protesting China's Human rights abuses, noting the high risk of retaliation from the communist regime. I would say to our athletes, you're there to compete. Do not risk incurring the anger of the Chinese government because they are ruthless. And the U.S. believes that the Chinese regime is perpetrating a genocide against minority Uyghur Muslims, and other minorities in the Xinjiang region. More political strife for British Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Four top aides now have quit. They've resigned as the Partygate scandal rages on. Johnson's office is under investigation for a string of gatherings over the past two years that are alleged to have violated the government's own coronavirus restrictions. Johnson, though, has since apologized for his actions. Firstly, I want to say sorry. And I'm sorry for the things we simply didn't get right, and also sorry for the way that this matter has been handled. So a report published this week by senior civil servant Sue Gray found that there were failures of leadership and judgment at 10 Downing Street. The London Metropolitan Police Department is looking into 12 of the most serious alleged breaches. All right, 77 WABC time check, 515. Justin Alec has a look at sports. What am I going to watch this weekend, Justin? Not too much NFL action, Not too much. Right? Maybe you can tune in uh, with the Olympics, I guess. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, the, the NHL is on the all-star break. So yep. unless you're looking for uh, some of that kind of stuff, then uh, maybe check in some bobsledding. And or... the Pro Bowl, I think, is Sunday, right? Yeah, the Pro Bowl yeah. is on All Sunday, right. but right. usually um, that doesn't attract much, much of a viewership. All right, but, so I guess it'll be the Olympics. Exactly. All right. But teach the I, I'm glad we have that all figured out. <laughs> I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. Some developments out of East Rutherford as the Giants have come forward strongly denying any wrongdoing in their interview process with former Miami Dolphins coach Brian Flores, stating that the allegations against them are disturbing and simply false. In a statement released last night, Flores sued the Giants along with two other teams earlier this week in a lawsuit that claims alleged racial discrimination regarding his interview process. Also, out of the NFL, new allegations of sexual harassment emerged regarding the now Washington Commanders team owner, Daniel Snyder. A congressional committee gathered yesterday to investigate Snyder's toxic workplace and what some members of Congress are calling the NFL's cover-up. In an emailed statement from the team, Snyder apologized again for past workplace misconduct but denied the new allegations. A quick update as well on the current lockout that Major League Baseball is enduring. Yesterday, the league requested that immediate assistance of a federal mediator to help resolve... They requested the immediate assistance of a federal mediator to help resolve the lockout. Excuse me. MLB is hoping that the insertion of a neutral third party into the negotiations will help bring them to an agreement with the Players Association. The players would need to agree to the involvement of said mediator, but with the way things are currently going, it's hard to believe they won't be on board. 
Knicks and Nets were both off last night. The Nets will be in Utah tonight to run with the Jazz at 9 p.m. Eastern time. And the Knicks are set to play tomorrow in Los Angeles against the Lakers. Here are the early news sports update. I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Justin. And let's head over to the traffic desk. Here's Mike Garcia. Thank you, Deb. A lot is still going on outside the city right now. Over at Rutherford, New Jersey, there's a commercial vehicle travel ban in effect for multiple roads. Onto Morristown, multiple accidents occurred on I-287 northbound between exit 36 and exit 37, where three right lanes are still blocked. At Comac, New York 25, West Jericho, Turnpike East, and westbound, those roads are closed due to an accident investigation. And on the Verrazano Bridge, lower level east and westbound, all lanes are closed due to construction. On the Brooklyn Belt Parkway, eastbound approaching Exit 5, an accident is blocking two lanes. And on I-278, BQE eastbound at exit 27, an accident is causing some stop-and-go traffic. The right shoulder is being blocked. On the westbound between exit 26 and the the Gowanus Canal, the right lane is closed. Also, the side parking rules are suspended today and tomorrow for snow operations. Meters remain in effect. I'm Mike Garcia with Traffic on the 7th for 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Mike. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Winter weather advisory is in place. If you have to run any errands or anything like that, I suggest you do it this morning because we have rain this morning as temperatures still hover around 50 degrees, but temperatures are expected to plummet throughout the day today. So, of course, there's a possibility of Icing out there. Temperatures expected to fall to around uh, about 29 degrees by mid-afternoon with freezing rain. Mostly cloudy overnight. The low down to 21. Sunny day tomorrow, but we'll stay below the freezing mark at 28 degrees. Well, it's 55 earlier right now. Temperatures already falling down to 51 degrees. Light rain in Manhattan. All right. Frank Marana will be along with your business report about 25 after the hour here on 77 WABC. As we talked about earlier, President Joe Biden touted his plans to crack down on firearms trafficking and homemade ghost guns during his visit to New York City on Thursday. However, Biden failed to address the pressing problem of the firepower that is already here throughout New York City. Biden, of course, met with New York City Mayor Eric Adams and New York's Governor Kathy Hochul at one police plaza, the NYPD headquarters. Biden delivered a rhetoric-heavy speech. He made reference to two fallen NYPD officers, Jason Rivera and his partner, Wilbert Mora. Their loss for the city is also a loss for the nation. You know, uh, the future is cut short by a man with a stolen Glock with 40 rounds. Adams says Biden and he saw eye to eye. Here's Adams on 77 WABC's The Rita Cosby Show talking about that meeting. Not every day you are able to uh, bring in a symbol of strength and power and authority as the American president and have him shine his huge spotlight on an issue that is extremely dear to me, and that's public safety. And Republicans slammed the Biden-Adams meeting as nothing more than a, quote, PR stunt, unquote. The NYPD hasn't revealed how many shootings have been linked to these ghost guns. However, stats show 225 of the more than 6,000 firearms seized by the NYPD through December 3rd of last year were, in fact, ghost guns. More controversy surrounding embattled Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg. Multiple law enforcement sources told the Post... The NYPD was forced to put the brakes on the arrest of a dangerous ex-con wanted in a Harlem robbery. Now, that's because the Manhattan DA's office initially refused to request from police for a no-knock warrant 
in the eventual arrest of ex-con Jamie Brown up in Harlem. Now, he allegedly held up a bodega on Lenox Avenue with two handguns on December 5th of last year. Police felt a no-knock warrant would uh, put their lives in danger, but Bragg said a judge would never sign off on it, or rather a knock warrant. And uh, Brown, though, in fact, has a violent past. He was convicted back in 2018 in a shooting where he actually did threaten to kill a cop. The issue made it all the way up the chain of command within the NYPD to Chief of Detectives James Essig. A no-knock warrant for Brown was finally issued on January 27th, allowing police to arrest him. Police say they recovered a loaded 9-millimeter handgun with an extended 30-round magazine. Brown eventually charged with robbery in the first degree and criminal possession of a loaded firearm. He was being held on a $100,000 bail awaiting trial. A New York City Mayor Eric Adams Thursday attempted to justify his dinner, his get-together with disgraced ex-governor Andrew Cuomo of New York, insisting that he'd be foolish to let Cuomo's sex scandal stop him from hearing what the former governor had to say on governance. Now, here's Adams once again on the Rita Cosby Show. It wasn't a political meeting. It was a meeting about uh, how to utilize his talents as I don't I don't leave any stone unturned uh, to address the crisis we have in front of us. So page six reported that Adams and the disgraced ex-governor ate dinner Tuesday night at a midtown hotspot. You remember Cuomo resigned back in August after State Attorney General Letitia James issued a scathing report finding him guilty of sexually harassing 11 women. Well, New York City will get two additional state senators under a redistricting plan that was approved Thursday by state lawmakers. It was then signed into law by Governor Hochul. The plan eliminates two Republican-held districts upstate, though. New boundaries for three other districts on Long Island and upstate would also make it harder for Republicans to retain control there, potentially slashing the size of the Republican delegation by a quarter. Erie County Republican State Senator Ed Rath slammed the move. I deeply hope that this body never forgets that absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. For these reasons, when the time is right, Mr. President, I will be strongly and resolutely in the negative. All right, so the Big Apple's new districts would be created in Brooklyn and Queens. The Brooklyn Senate District would include parts of Sunset Park, Crown Heights, and Borough Park, making re-election harder for Republican Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis, while the one in Queens would include parts of Ozone Park and Woodhaven. All right, and continuing with this, 14 plaintiffs have filed a lawsuit against New York Governor Hochul and Democratic lawmakers, a suit filed Thursday, alleging these newly approved congressional lines are unconstitutional. The individuals claim in court papers that the new maps actually violate a 2014 state law, establishing the process to redraw district lines and further that the lines are gerrymandered to favor Democratic incumbents. Hochul signed those new maps into law hours after they were approved by New York state lawmakers up in Albany yesterday. All right, 77 WABC News Time coming up on 525. We do have your business report with Frank Morano. 
I'm Frank Morano with your business report. The hard times were driven in large part by Meta dropping like a rock. The social media giant plunged yesterday and the broader market followed suit. The company formerly known as Facebook fell deep into the red after daily and monthly active users didn't meet expectations. Amazon also had a big drop at the closing bell. The Dow Jones fell 518 points. The S&P 500 lost 112 and the Nasdaq dropped 539 points. U.S. oil crossed above $90 yesterday for the first time since 2014 as demand for petroleum products surges while supply remains constrained. West Texas Intermediate Crude Futures, the U.S. oil benchmark, gained more than 2% to trade as high as $90.23 per barrel. The last time prices were above $90 was October of 2014. Food prices have skyrocketed globally because of disruptions in the global supply chain, adverse weather conditions, and rising energy prices. These increases are imposing a heavy burden on poorer people around the world and threatening to stoke social unrest. The increases have affected items as varied as grains, vegetable oils, butter, pasta, beef, and coffee. A global index released yesterday by the UN Food and Agriculture Organization showed food prices in January climbed to their highest level since 2011 when skyrocketed costs contributed to political uprisings in Egypt and Libya. A bipartisan bill that could cost Apple and Google billions of dollars by loosening the company's twin monopolies over their app stores was advanced by a key Senate committee yesterday in a landslide vote. The Open App Markets Bill would bar Apple and Google from requiring app developers to use the tech giant's own payment system, which charge commissions of up to 30% that brings in billions of dollars for both companies each year. It would also require the companies to let users download apps from third-party app stores. The bill, which is co-sponsored by Senators Richard Blumenthal, Marsha Blackburn, and Amy Klobuchar, passed the Senate Judiciary Committee 21 to 2. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. The WABC Early News. All right, Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Let's head over to the traffic desk with Mike Garcia. All right. Thank you, Dale. Still a lot going on outside the city right now. Over at Rutherford, New Jersey, there's a commercial vehicle travel ban in effect for multiple roads. On to Morrison, multiple accidents occurred on I-287 northbound between exit 36 and exit 37, where three right lanes are still blocked. At Comac, New York 25, West Jericho, Turnpike, East and Westbound, those roads are closed due to an accident investigation that happened this morning. On the Verrazano Bridge, lower level east and westbound, all lanes are closed due to construction. On I-278, BQE eastbound at exit 27, an accident is causing some stop-and-go traffic. The right shoulder is being blocked. And on the westbound beat uh, between exit 26 and the uh, Gowanus Canal, right lane is still closed. Also, the side parking rules are suspended today and tomorrow for snow operations. Meters remain in effect. I'm Mike Garcia with Traffic on the 7th for 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Mike. And looking at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, there's a winter weather advisory in place. Rain this morning, but freezing rain expected this afternoon as temperatures fall to around 29 by mid-afternoon. Overnight, the low 21, mostly cloudy sky. Sunny day Saturday, the highs near 28. And temperatures have been falling this morning from 55. Right now, we're at 51 degrees. Light rain here in the Big Apple. A 16-year-old reputed gangbanger who allegedly shot an NYPD cop in the Bronx back in custody yesterday on a probation violation about a week after posting bail. Cameron Williams is this guy's name. He's an up-and-coming rapper who goes by the stage name C. Blue. He was ordered back to the Crossroads Juvenile Center in Brooklyn 
And that's because the gun he allegedly used to shoot the cop violated the terms of his probation from an earlier case. All right, it's unclear, though, why he wasn't hit with that probation violation until now. We don't know. All right, pink slips this week for unvaccinated New York City public school teachers who had their religious exemption bids denied by the Department of Education. They received their final notices of termination this week. And over the last few months, thousands, though, have protested against these mandates. All right. The actual number of affected teachers here is unknown, but it is believed to be in the thousands. New York City mandated vaccines for all DOE workers. 77 WABC time check 530. Deborah Valentine with your early news back after the break. Entertaining and informative. It's the WABC early news on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with the Early News and also coming up, sports, weather, traffic, and business. Here's your top five at 530. It's the top five at 530. A U.S. Special Forces operation in western Syria takes out the leader of a terrorist group and his family. Fears that Iran will be nuclear ready within a year as the Biden administration tries to restart talks to reinstate the Iranian nuclear deal. And you'll hear from the mother of an 11-month-old Harlem girl shot up in Harlem by a stray bullet. She calls for reform. Well, Facebook stocks tanked, uh, resulting in a $29 billion, with a B, one-day loss for CEO Mark Zuckerberg after a quarterly report showed a half million users have switched to rival TikTok. A more Cuomo controversy related to ousted CNN head Jeff Zucker and his girlfriend, a former Cuomo staffer. Well, U.S. Special Forces have killed ISIS leader Abu Ibrahim al-Hashimi al-Karashi and his family. Two dozen U.S. Special Operations personnel raided the ISIS leader's home in western Syria yesterday. Al-Karashi and his family were killed in an explosion. Here's President Joe Biden on that operation. Last night's operation took a major terrorist leader off the battlefield and it sent a strong message to terrorists around the world. We will come after you and find you. The U.S. reports 13 people were killed. There were no U.S. casualties, however. Worries about Iran's nuclear capability. A new report says the Biden administration expects Iran will be able to build a nuclear weapon in less than a year. The finding, even if the Iranian nuclear deal was reinstated. Now, the U.S. backed out of the 2013 agreement under President Donald Trump back in 2018. One of the many Obama-era agreements he rolled back. The Biden administration now moving ahead with negotiations to try and rejoin the agreement, despite the one-year window allowing development. Now, that deal called for Iran's nuclear stockpile, Iran's uranium stockpile, to be reduced by 98 percent for at least 15 years. The mother of the 11-month-old girl left in critical condition after she was hit in her cheek by a stray bullet is demanding reform. 
Marita Gomez told Fox News Digital, safety and right to life, liberty and justice matter. Now, she's calling for changes to bail reform laws, the prosecution of known drug offenders and licensed to carry guns. Here she is on NBC New York. It could have been anybody, you know, even if it wasn't us, we would still be hoping and praying that this person was found. Now, New York City Mayor Eric Adams has also commented on that incident. These are good parents with three children. And the first thing the mother did when she walked into the room is she grabbed our hands and she prayed. She prayed for her city and she prayed for the children of this city. Now, the mother was inside of a vehicle parked right at the intersection of East 198th Street and Valentine Avenue back on January 19th when these shots rang out, striking her daughter in her cheek. One man fired as he chased another, and these two men have not yet been caught. The NYPD's Crime Stoppers Unit is offering a reward for up to $10,000 for information leading to an arrest in that case. Well, a half million users have apparently ditched Facebook during the last quarter of 2021, apparently preferring the social media rival TikTok. Facebook now Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg is weighing in on this. Now, he thinks users have been bitten by the popularity of the competitor platform. Our mission remains the same. It's still about bringing people together. Our apps and their brands, they're not changing either. And we are still the company that designs technology around people. But now we have a new North Star to help bring the metaverse to life. So to counter the drop, Zuckerberg says Meta, which owns Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp, has put its development of its short-form video reels into overdrive to try and compete with TikTok. So Facebook now has just under 2 billion users a day. So this caused the Meta stock to plummet 22.6% on Monday after the decline in its user base went public. Now, that resulted in a $29 billion with a P loss for Zuckerberg in just one day. 77 WABC Time Check 537. Let's head over to Mike Garcia with traffic. Thank you, Deb. Well, things outside the New York area is slightly starting to ease up a little bit, but there's still some issues nonetheless. Over at Rutherford, New Jersey, there's still a commercial vehicle travel ban in effect for multiple roads. Onto Morristown, multiple accidents occurred this morning at I-287 northbound between exit 36 and exit 37, where three right lanes are still blocked. At Comac, New York 25, West Jericho, Turnpike, east and westbound, those roads are closed due to an accident investigation. Over at the LIE I-4, 495 eastbound between exit 39 and exit 40. The right and center lanes are closed for numerous potholes causing flat tires. On the Brooklyn Belt Parkway eastbound approaching exit 5, one lane is blocked due to an accident. And on I-278, the BQE eastbound at exit 27, the accident there is being cleared. In addition, there is flooding going on at exit 29B, so proceed with caution. Also, the side parking rules are suspended today and tomorrow for snow operations. Meters remain in effect. I'm Mike Garcia with Traffic on the 7th for 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Mike. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. We have a winter weather advisory posted, and that's because temperatures will fall today, causing the rain to change over to uh, icy conditions. Also expect freezing rain this afternoon as temperatures fall to about 29 degrees by mid-afternoon. We were at a high of about 55 degrees overnight Right now, light rain here in the city, and we have 50 degrees. 
All right. Now, over the weekend, sunny skies tomorrow, the high near 28. Well, our fifth story in our top five at 530. A few more details emerging now about former CNN head Jeff Zucker, his paramour, Allison Gallist, and their relationship with disgraced former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. So the New York Post has learned that they personally called him to do news segments with his brother, Chris Cuomo, who was eventually fired from CNN and that they even coached him on what to say during his infamous COVID briefings. Sources say that Gallist and Zucker also gave Andrew Cuomo endless positive coverage because of their relationship. Of course, Zucker announced his uh, retirement from the network earlier this week after details of his affair unearthed during the Cuomo investigation. And Gallist also had served as former Governor Cuomo's communications director before she joined CNN. Well, as we talked about earlier in the conflict with China, FBI Director Christopher Wray says the threat to the West from China is now even more brazen and damaging than ever before. 77 WABC's Lydia Serrani has more with author Gordon G. Chang. And this is Lydia Serrani online with me right now, is an expert on China and international relations, Gordon G. Chang. That's how you can follow him on Twitter. Welcome, Mr. Chang. Thank you very much, Lydia. I am concerned about what is going on with China. You had the director of the FBI saying that there is no greater threat now facing the United States than China. Can you explain why that is? Uh, Director Christopher Wray, at his speech at the Reagan Library on Monday, talked about espionage, cyber threats, and the rest of it. He mentioned that there are 2,000 active investigations with a new investigation opened every 12 hours. And clearly, China is the number one espionage threat. But what's important here is that we know how to defend our networks. We haven't done that over the course of decades. And that has opened the door for China's stealing um, intellectual property to the tune of hundreds of billions of dollars a year, perhaps $500 billion annually. And now Olympic athletes have been told that when they go to the Olympics that they should use throwaway phones because there is that fear of hacking and the collecting of personal information. Yes, well, certainly China is going to do that. They surveil everybody who goes to Chinese soil. And the athletes, of course, um, are special targets. Also, China is going to be collecting their DNA through COVID testing and other means. China has been developing uh, large databases of DNA of foreigners because they are developing biological weapons that are meant to target foreigners. They call these specific ethnic genetic attacks. And Chinese military researchers have been discussing this in public for more than a half decade. It's incredible to me then that anyone would say that COVID was being engineered in a lab, that that was some sort of conspiracy theory. In all probability, uh, SARS-CoV-2, the pathogen causing COVID-19, was engineered in a lab. There's one thing we do know 100%, and that is once this disease got out to the Chinese population, Chinese leaders made a determination that they were going to spread it beyond their borders. They lied about contagiousness, and while they were locking down their own country, they were persuading others not to impose travel restrictions and quarantines on arrivals from China. You put those two things together, and there are more, but with those only those two things, it's clear that Chinese leaders wanted to infect the rest of the world. 
God help us all, the Chinese Communist Party. Ugh. Oh, thank you so much, Gordon G. Chang. And thank you for speaking the truth, as always. Well, thank you, Lydia. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. And this is Lydia Serrani for 77 WABC News. All right. Thank you, Lydia. And as well, our thanks to Gordon G. Chang. Meanwhile, of course, the Olympics open today in Beijing. And as you heard earlier here on the 77 WABC Early News, American athletes warned by Nancy Pelosi competing there uh, warned not to criticize the Chinese government. It's the WABC Early News. All right, 77 WABC Time Check 543. Dark Money Group, that is aligned with Democratic Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer of New York, raked in a record $92 million from anonymous donors to flood groups with money to elect Democrats. Records show now, Majority Forward, it's a nonprofit that's affiliated with Schumer's Senate Majority PAC, pocketed the cash between July of 2019 and June of 2020, according to tax records. Now, the group pushed millions to other liberal groups during this time, including the New York Democrats PAC and nonprofits that work on voter engagement efforts. Here's Texas Senator Ted Cruz last year. Democrats are fond of concocting ominous terms. Dark money is one of their favorites. And I mention hypocrisy because the Democrats receive far more dark money than Republicans. So while they're shoveling in hidden money from giant donors, they complain hidden money from giant donors is a terrible thing. And then they come up with a shadow docket, which I suppose dark money ought to cast a shadow, although actually it ought to be light money, I suppose, if it's casting a shadow. So majority forwards latest money haul, $92 million, compared to its previous high of $76 million. Uh, and even as this left-wing group pulled in record cash, Schumer and other Democratic politicians pointed their fingers at Republicans over their use of dark money, even as they quietly benefited from far more unidentified donor Cash. Also, U.S. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer dodged a question during an interview this week about where he would stand on the prospect of primary challenges against moderate Democratic senators Joe Manchin of West Virginia and Kirsten Sinema of Arizona. Opposition from both, of course, have stalled key items in the Biden administration's agenda, including the one point seven five trillion-dollar Build Back Better agenda, and also that desire to change filibuster rules to enact two pieces of voting rights legislation. 77 WABC Time Check 545. Justin Ellick has a look at sports. Thanks, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. Some developments out of East Rutherford as the Giants have come forward, strongly denying any wrongdoing in their interview process with former Miami Dolphins coach Brian Flores, stating that the allegations against the, uh, against them are disturbing and simply false. In a statement released last night, Flores sued the Giants along with two other teams earlier this week in a lawsuit that claims alleged racial discrimination regarding his interview process. Also out of the NFL, new allegations of sexual harassment emerged regarding the now Washington Commanders team owner Daniel Snyder. A congressional committee gathered yesterday to investigate Snyder's quote-unquote toxic workplace and what some some members of of Congress are calling the NFL's cover-up. In an emailed statement from the team, Snyder apologized again for past workplace misconduct but denied the new allegations. A quick update as well on the current lockout that Major League Baseball is enduring. Yesterday, the league requested the immediate assistance of a federal mediator to help resolve the lockout. MLB is hoping that the insertion of a neutral third party into the negotiations will help bring them to an agreement with the Players Association The players would need to agree to the involvement of said mediator, but with the way things are currently going, it's hard to believe 
they won't be on board. Knicks and Nets were both off last night. The Nets will be in Utah tonight to run with the Jazz at 9 p.m. Eastern. And the Knicks are set to play tomorrow in Los Angeles against the Lakers. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Alec on 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Justin. Let's head over to the traffic desk with Mike Garcia. Thank you, Deb. Well, there's still a lot going on outside the city right now. A few things are easing up just a tiny bit, just a tiny bit. Over at Rutherford, New Jersey, there is still a commercial vehicle travel ban in effect for multiple roads. Onto Morristown, multiple accidents are occurred, has occurred on I-287 northbound between exit 36 and exit 37, where three right lanes are still blocked. At Comac, New York 25, West Jericho Turnpike, east and westbound, those roads are closed due to an accident investigation that happened this morning. Over at the LIE I-495 eastbound between uh, exit 39 and exit 40. The right and center lanes that was closed earlier are now being removed. On the Brooklyn Belt Parkway eastbound approaching exit 5, one lane is blocked due to an accident. On the FDR Drive southbound at Manhattan Bridge on exit 3, an accident is slowing some traffic down. In addition, there is some flooding going on at eastbound exit 29B, so please proceed with caution. Alternate side parking rules are suspended today and tomorrow for snow operations. Meters remain in effect. I'm Mike Garcia with Traffic on the 7th for 77 WABC. Thanks, Mike. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Winter weather advisory is posted. Rain this morning. It changes over to freezing rain this afternoon as temperatures fall to around 29 degrees by mid-afternoon. The overnight lows, 21, mostly cloudy. Sunshine tomorrow, the high near 28. Light rain in the city. We're holding steady at 51 degrees, cloudy skies. Here's Frank Morano with your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. The hard times were driven in large part by Meta dropping like a rock. The social media giant plunged yesterday and the broader market followed suit. The company, formerly known as Facebook, fell deep into the red after daily and monthly active users didn't meet expectations. Amazon also had a big drop. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones fell 518 points, the S&P 500 lost 112, and the Nasdaq dropped 530. Points. U.S. oil crossed above $90 yesterday for the first time since 2014 as demand for petroleum products surges while supply remains constrained. West Texas Intermediate Crude Futures, the U.S. oil benchmark, gained more than 2% to trade as high as $90.23 per barrel. The last time prices were above $90 was October of 2014. Food prices have skyrocketed globally because of disruptions in the global supply chain, adverse weather conditions, and rising energy prices. These increases are imposing a heavy burden on poorer people around the world and threatening to stoke social unrest. The increases have affected items as varied as grains, vegetable oils, butter, pasta, beef, and coffee. A global index released yesterday by the U.N. Food and Agriculture Organization showed food prices in January climbed to their highest level since 2011 when skyrocketed costs contributed to political uprisings in Egypt and Libya. A bipartisan bill that could cost Apple and Google billions of dollars by loosening the company's twin monopolies over their app stores was advanced by a key Senate committee yesterday in a landslide vote. The Open App Markets Bill would bar Apple and Google from requiring app developers to use the tech giant's own payment system, which charge commissions of up to 30% that brings in billions of dollars for both companies each year. It would also require the companies to let users download apps from third-party app stores. The bill, which is co-sponsored by Senators Richard Blumenthal, Marsha Blackburn, and Amy Klobuchar, passed the Senate Judiciary Committee 21 to 2. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. 
It's the WABC Early News. All right, Deborah Valentine with your early news. Well, President Joe Biden touted his plans to crack down on firearms trafficking and homemade ghost guns during his visit to New York City yesterday. However, he failed to address the pressing issue of the firepower that's already here. Biden, of course, meeting with Mayor Eric Adams and New York's Governor Kathy Hochul at One Police Plaza, the NYPD headquarters, Biden delivering a rhetoric-heavy speech. He did make reference to two fallen NYPD officers, Jason Rivera and his partner, Wilbert Mora. Their loss for the city is also a loss for the nation. You know, uh, the future is cut short by a man with a stolen Glock with 40 rounds. And Mayor Eric Adams says that Biden and he saw eye to eye. And Adams spoke with 77 WABC's Rita Cosby on the Rita Cosby Show talking about the meeting. Not every day you are able to uh, bring in a symbol of strength and power and authority as the American president and have him shine his huge spotlight on an issue that is extremely dear to me, and that's public safety. And some Republicans slam that Biden-Adams meeting as nothing more than a PR stunt. And the NYPD hasn't said just how many shootings are linked to ghost guns. However, its stats show that 225 of the more than 6,000 firearms seized by the NYPD through December 3rd of last year were, in fact, these ghost guns. A more controversy surrounding embattled Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg and multiple law enforcement sources told the Post the NYPD was forced to put the brakes on the arrest of a dangerous ex-con wanted in a Harlem robbery. Now, that's because the Manhattan DA's office initially refused a request from police for a no-knock warrant in the eventual arrest of ex-con Jamie Brown of Harlem. He allegedly held up a bodega at Lenox Avenue with two handguns on December 5th of last year. Police felt a knock warrant would put their lives in danger, but Bragg said that a judge would never sign off on it. Brown does have a violent past. He was convicted in a 2018 shooting where he threatened to kill a cop. So this issue made its way all the way up the chain of command to Chief of Detectives James Essig. A no-knock warrant for Brown was finally issued January 27th. That allowed police to arrest him. Police also recovered a loaded 9-millimeter handgun with an extended 30-round magazine. Brown was charged with robbery in the first degree on criminal possession of a loaded firearm, and he is currently held in lieu of $100,000 bail. New York City Mayor Eric Adams Thursday attempted to justify that dinner, that get-together with disgraced ex-governor Andrew Cuomo of New York, insisting he'd be foolish to let Cuomo's sex scandal stop him from hearing what the former governor had to say on governance. Here's Adams once again on the Rita Cosby Show. It wasn't a political meeting. It was a meeting about uh, how to utilize his talents as I don't I don't leave any stone unturned uh, to address the crisis we have in front of us. All right. So page six initially reported that this uh, dinner took place between Adams and the disgraced ex-governor Tuesday night at a Midtown hotspot. Cuomo, of course, resigned back in August after State Attorney General Letitia James issued a scathing report finding Cuomo guilty of sexually harassing 11 women. Well, New York City will get two additional state senators under a redistricting plan that was approved Thursday by state lawmakers. The plan eliminates, though, two Republican-held districts upstate. New boundaries for three other districts out on Long Island and upstate would also make it harder for the GOP to try and retain control there, potentially slashing the size of the Republican delegation by one quarter. Erie County Republican State Senator Ed Rath slamming the move. 
I deeply hope that this body never forgets that absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. For these reasons, when the time is right, Mr. President, I will be strongly and resolutely in the negative. All right. Meanwhile, 14 plaintiffs have filed a lawsuit against Governor Hochul and Democratic lawmakers. A suit filed Thursday alleging these new newly approved congressional lines are unconstitutional. All right. 77 WABC time check is 555. A 16-year-old reputed gangbanger who allegedly shot an NYPD police officer in the Bronx back in custody yesterday on a probation violation. It comes just one week after this guy posted bail. His name is Cameron Williams. He's an up-and-coming rapper who goes by the stage name C-Blue. He was ordered back to the Crossroads Juvenile Detention Center in Brooklyn. Now, that's because the gun he allegedly used to shoot the cop violated the terms of his probation from an earlier case. All right. Williams was on probation in a 2020 gun case when he allegedly got into a scuffle with police officers in Belmont January 18th. And shot the 27-year-old cop. It's unclear, though, why he wasn't hit with the probation violation at that time. Oh, pink slips this week for unvaccinated New York City public school teachers who had their religious exemption bids denied by the Department of Education, receiving their final notices of termination this week. So over the last few months, of course, thousands have protested against these COVID-19 mandates. The number of affected teachers is believed to be in the thousands. New York City mandated vaccines for all Department of Education workers, arguing that the measure would help to combat the spread of COVID-19. 77 WABC time check. 557. Mike Garcia is at the traffic desk with an update. Thank you, Deb. Well, over at Rutherford, New Jersey, there's a commercial vehicle travel ban in effect for multiple roads. I-78, I-280, I-80, I-287, I-195, and I-295. On to Morristown, multiple accidents occurred on I-287 northbound between exit 36 and exit 37, where three three right lanes are still blocked. At Comath and Smithtown, New York 25, West Jericho Turnpike, West Jericho Turnpike, east and westbound, those roads are closed due to an accident investigation. On the Brooklyn Bell Parkway eastbound approaching exit 5. One lane is blocked due to an accident. On the FDR Drive southbound at the Manhattan Bridge on exit 3, an accident is slowing traffic down. In addition, there is flooding going on at exit eastbound exit 29B, which has now stopped traffic completely. Alternate, alternate side parking rules are suspended today and tomorrow for snow operations. Meters remain in effect. I'm Mike Garcia with traffic on the 7th for 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Mike. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Winter weather advisory in place today. We have rain this morning, but it is expected to change over to freezing rain as temperatures fall to around 29 degrees by mid-afternoon. Mostly cloudy overnight, the low down to 21. Sunny day tomorrow, but will remain below freezing at 28 degrees. Rain on and off here in the city, and we're still holding steady at 51 degrees, light rain and cloudy skies. Of course, we're working our way to the Bernie and Sid in the Morning program coming up at 6 o'clock. You won't want to miss it. We have the 77 WABC clip of the day at 30 past each hour. 825, don't miss Lydia Reports. 
at 32 past each hour, of course, it's sports. And as always, the Beat Bernie contest, that's coming up at 940. And Bernie and Sid have a guest today, Suzanne Yu. That's at 925. She's a doctor, model, and social influencer. Sid's in the studio right now looking at me. All right. He's here. Coming up. Oh, my God. Thank you, Sid. Well, now I'm now now I'm cursed, right? <laughs> Sid says I'm doing great. All right. Now the now the uh, curse is on, right? All right. 77 WABC News Time 559. Just wanted to mention to you as well. COVID cases in the U.S., they are continuing to fall. However, American officials showing no signs of wanting to ease up on COVID-19 restrictions as being done in Europe. So here are the latest figures. The U.S. currently averaging nearly 395,000 new cases per day. But it is the first time the average has actually dropped below 400,000 so far this year. And that marks a 35 percent drop over the past week. All right, 77 WABC News Time, almost 6 o'clock time for Bernie and Sid. Be back with us Monday for the early news. And, of course, Bernie and Sid right here on 77 WABC.